Welcome to the Your Mileage May Vary podcast. Even though this is our second episode, we still hadn't come up with a name when we recorded, which I think we reference on the show at least once. We obviously have a name now, and we'd love some feedback. Please reach out to us at YMMVPod on Twitter or uh, YMMVPod at gmail.com. We're desperate for feedback, so please don't make me keep begging. Okay, so let's get started. I somewhat proudly present Your Mileage May Vary. Hello, and welcome to a podcast that takes a probably overly candid look at sex and sexuality. I am Keith. My co-host is Mike. Yes, those are our real names. And yes, we're mildly concerned about that. We have no special qualifications to cover these topics, but that's not going to stop us from trying. Our format so far, which I guess is just one other episode, has been to lift interesting topics from the sex and other related subreddits and to analyze them here. We'll continue that today, but before we get started on the uh, butt plug topic, Mike, I have a few questions for you. Are you ready? Yeah, hit me. Okay. Uh, I noticed uh, during your uh, little trip to the south of France that you did some runs that had big elevation changes uh, on your Strava account. Are you gearing up for another Dipsy attempt? I think that, I mean, I'm, look, I'm always trying to stay in really good shape. There's a lot of backstory on this that people aren't going to know. Maybe they won't even know what the Dipsy is, but- We I, can I'm, briefly I'm, cover that, I think. Yeah. Okay. So do you want me to explain it? Yeah, go for it. So the Dipsy is a seven point something mile run in Marin County, California. Uh, it's There's a race that happens there every year. Uh, Keith and I decided instead of running the race to simply each calendar year have a competition to see who can run it the fastest. Um, the first year we did it, uh, Keith won, uh, the last two years I've won, although I feel like it's been sort of by default because of injuries by Keith. Although one of those two years, I'm not sure. I think it was the first of the two years. I put up a pretty good time. Yeah. I put up a time that year and you earlier in that year and you beat it and I was injured so that I couldn't, I couldn't even make an attempt, but I'm not sure even if I was healthy, if I would have beaten it, but right. And neither so, yeah. of us has a has a time this year recorded yet. But I like I like the idea of doing it by calendar year because that way like as you get older, you know, you eventually you're going to get to the point where like you can't run as fast as you used to, but by doing it by calendar year there's sort of like a nice spirit there of being able to, you know, keep doing it. So, stop evading the question. Are you why have you been doing so much elevation? I was in a town where they have elevation changes and other towns don't. And so yeah. that's okay. I was trying to I take advantage of it. I know what's actually going on here. You're getting ready to do a dipsy attempt, but uh, we can move on. <laughs> Always you... getting ready. I mean, I, I, I hope uh, I hope when I'm uh, 80 years old to be like that dude, you know, crossing the dipsy when I'm 80. That would be amazing. So I mean, look, it's a it's a pretty singular obsession of mine too, like uh, trying to beat you in that stupid course. But uh, I don't know. Yeah, I think I've got a chance this year. Anyway, moving on. All right. So, have you meditated on a name for this show anymore? We've talked about it a lot and haven't come up with anything. It almost makes me think that it, the problem is there's a chicken and the egg thing. If we had listeners to throw it out to, we could uh, ask them what they think we should call it, but we don't because we don't have a name to give it to the listeners. Release back. the show with. Yeah. I mean, and like by the time anyone's listening to this, it'll already have a name, but uh, know that we, we agonized over it long and hard. Yeah. Uh, so, all right. Now the small talk's out of the way. On our last episode, I went into some detail about a few of my masturbation techniques and I failed to bring the question back to you. So, uh, you know, fair is fair. What are your top, let's say, two masturbation techniques? And what percentage of the time do you deploy each one of them? I mean, nobody, literally nobody listening wants to hear the answer to this. <laughs> well, but, uh, I believe I do. Okay. The reason why your yours was interesting was because you had some sort of weird, like, Statue of Liberty pose with a uh, <laughs> with, with, uh, 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 paper towels in front of you and some weird the, the yours was pretty interesting but I, I think that I'm pretty vanilla I would say like normally would be seated in a chair a computer chair yeah like just okay. a, this feels really uh, intrusive uh, yeah sure <laughs> sure in a, in a normal chair uh, and uh, using a computer I, I like just what I would imagine everybody except you does Um well, hold on, hold on. So, uh, you know, uh, I'm I'm left-handed, so there's there's no issue there. Um, when when you are operating the computer while masturbating, is it like do you are you ambidextrous? Like, do you do you switch the mouse to your left hand and use your right hand for the for the for the needful, or like what do you what do you do? Yeah, I am ambidextrous in that regard. In, in no other regard. Yeah, but one side's think. always better. No, I would say they're different. Um, hmm. 
they're definitely different. Um, but not, but it's not that there's one side that's better or another. I'm right-handed, but, um, let's just say I didn't break both my arms simultaneously. Although humorously, my uncle did, although I've never gotten clarity on how that turned out for him. And it was when he was a teenage boy too. So I, I don't know how he dealt with that. Um, but I did at one point in my teenagerdom break my right arm. And so I had to, you know, yeah, I had, to, I got it. Okay. So when uh, do you, are you, are you just using your hand? Like, how do you, you oh know, stop? God. Look, look, this is important. Like, how do you stop semen from getting everywhere? I don't. I see. And you just clean up afterwards. Yeah, that's right. I think that's what most guys do is sort of like goes on your stomach and you clean it up. Yes. I just, yeah. I mean, I would rather do things that keep it clean from the start. Yeah. I mean, I, I I don't know. Is it really unusual? I think it's unusual. I think that standing, standing up is like compelling. One thing that I would say that I think is unusual for me, uh, compared to other guys that I've talked to about this and yes, uh, guys do talk about this, uh, to our one female listener, if there ever is one. Um, I find that in the shower is difficult and I think it has something to do with the hot water. And I've always found that I think the hot water sort of like draws blood away. (laughs) And so I find it sort of difficult. Also, the modern man is going to find it difficult in the shower because of the lack of any sort of device to view. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Everyone's so used to having like, uh, pornography to masturbate now. Yeah. The shower is not great. I mean, it, you know, if in a pinch I can, I can do it, but. Um, and I have some various techniques there that, that can improve things, but, uh, I don't know if we need to get into that. I just don't, I'm sort of curious now, but I'm not, maybe we should put a pin in that one. I can do it. I can do it. I can do it quickly. Uh, I, I found that conditioner makes a fairly good lubricant. Jesus Christ. So, oh, yeah. Is there another, uh, yeah, for some reason, I have a couple other pro tips, but you know, maybe I should charge for them. Are they involving the shower head? No, no. That's Although good. I have recently come to find out that that uh, can be something that's that's useful uh, from a gay friend of mine. Uh, is that is that the pulse mode up the butt? Yeah, there's there's various things, but, but yeah. That, 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 yeah, we don't need to unpack that now. Okay, uh, and then the last thing here before we get started with our first topic, which is on the topic of a butt vibrator, uh, is. Uh, there was something on the sex subreddit today that I think, you know, puts a bow on our conversation uh, last time about whether women can enjoy blowjobs. And it, it's a little bit lengthy, but I'm going to read it. Okay. So uh, I, a female, 25 years old, feel like I reclaim my sexual power through the magic of a blowjob. Folks, I had the best Tinder hookup last night. There's so many good things about it, but what really blew my mind were the facts that A, I went down on him and B, I really fucking loved it. I had hangups about blowjobs ever since a really degrading experience as a teenager. And since then, I've always associated them with submissiveness, coercion, male-only gratification, etc. Which is, you know, she's specifically addressing my points. I don't know what it was about this guy last night, uh, but I decided to try going down on him for the first time since that bad experience. While I was sucking him, he turned into a moaning, writhing mess. And I think it was seeing him like that that made me realize how powerful the person giving pleasure really is. It was just this feeling of, whoa, I am completely in control of this situation right now. I honestly never imagined I could feel like that giving head. I never imagined I could feel like that during sex full stop. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I guess that amount of power and control over your partner. I mean, obviously, that's something that that is like really alluring. But um, yeah, I actually did. I read that uh, today because I was I was going as I do going down the the list on that subreddit, not just to prep for the show, but also um, just as I do. And I, I didn't like that post. I found it annoying uh, and sort of irritating. And the reason why is because I don't, I don't like, I disagree with it. <laughs> I don't think that I don't, I know, I know that there's this like sort of um, uh, this thing that some people like to say that they're uh, in the power position in that situation, but they're just not. Well, they could stop. That's that's what I mean. She's claiming she could stop. It's a trope. That's what I was looking for. There's a trope that says that. Uh, that's true. But like the anytime you're in a situation, if 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 two people are in a situation and one of the people has the chance of throwing up or gagging, that is the person who's not in control. <laughs> <laughs> so like you can you can. <laughs> You could what, say, what, I, I, what do you mean? How is that apropos to this conversation? 
I'm just kidding. Go ahead. Yeah. Well, so yeah, I mean, she can, I understand she's thinking to herself, look, I, yeah, I control what's happening here, but see, that's not even really true. Well, maybe control's not the right word. It's that she is responsible uh, for that, for that pleasure. So it's just yeah, a word choice. But, that's, but responsible is a very sort of passive thing. I mean, the woman's always responsible for the male and man's pleasure in some sense, right? I mean, he's getting, although you, we, we have, we have debates about this, but I generally <clears throat> think that uh, if you scored the male orgasm intensity on a scale of one to 10, I think when there's a woman in the room, it's, it goes up by one. And if she's involved, it goes up by like one more. And so like, she's responsible in that sense, even if she's in a very passive role. Just by being in the room, because oh, sure. you don't think it's okay. You don't think it's like kind of weird having someone in the room watching you, for example, masturbate. I Tiger Woods liked it. <laughs> he did. For yeah. him, it was like plus five. Yeah. Well, he had he had multiple women cav- cavorting in front of him, which is fantastic. Yeah. I don't think it's super unusual to enjoy that. But yeah, I mean, it, it's not just the physical presence. Like there has to be at least some sort of like uh, them. Yeah. <laughs> like they have to want to be there, for example. Although maybe even that, yeah, well, we don't have to go there, but. Um. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. So I think we're assuming uh, consensuality in our right, right. discussions, but I mean, like, yeah, no, I think, I think just the presence. Uh, yes, I think it does increase it. And the reason why is because it's, it has something to do with the fact that like men's bodies are inherently kind of gross. We know that. And so like somebody being, being willing to tolerate the men's, man's body, like turns us on. <laughs> Sure. Yeah. All right. I, I guess I guess that. But for me, I think like a woman being in the room raises it like, you know, 0.3 and then her involvement raises it like, you know, 2.7 or something like <laughs> it's not like, well, linear now, from, like her now, being in the room and then uh, like her being involved. Now, tell the truth here, because for you, there's like a, an, a really important second axis there, which is like <laughs> how long, how many times you've had sex with the woman. Right. So like yes. if it's a brand new woman. So you should think about that. If, let's say if it was a brand new woman that you've never done anything sexual with before. And, oh, and she's in the room. And she's in the room. I bet that's worth more than what yeah. you you might be right. Yeah, I think you are right. Let's see. Actually. Now now if now if uh if it's uh and then on the other hand, your claim is that once you've had sex with a woman like say more than twenty times, it's actually a negative to have her in the room. Well and involved is also a negative. Yeah. That that that's that's that, been- and by the way, that's ladies uh, sorry, not ladies, lady one female listener, a lady. Uh, I don't agree with that at all. Well, most most men are on your side here. Like my- I don't know that. I don't know that. I don't think this is like a well-researched question. It's really interesting. Like maybe a lot of guys feel the way you do. I feel like um, it, most sexual relationships end up with an asymmetry where one partner wants it more than the other. And generally, it's the male that wants it more than the female. Do you disagree with that? I totally agree with that. Okay. agree with that. But this is different. This is where you're saying that after a certain period of time, partnered sex is less interesting to you than masturbating. And that's that blows my mind. I don't know. Partnered sex with the same partner. So it's, yeah. it's more like this. Take everyone in the world minus one and like then it's way better partnered. Yeah. But you understand that like in order to have like a well-ordered society of any kind, like that has to be I mean, like, imagine if you were like a Polynesian, like 400 years ago, living on an island where there were only like 200 people in the tribe. Like, you don't, like, you wouldn't have, I mean, it, after a short, <laughs> you'd be kind of screwed, right? <laughs> even, if, even if you managed to like do like the round the world. Right. Because, <laughs> well, like, it, you know, only some certain percentage of them are of like sexual age and uh, attractive. You'd be attractive sitting there like, you'd be sitting there like rubbing your hands together when like Mary Jane turns 17 or 18 or whatever. You're like, oh, yes, finally. Yeah, but- but I mean, if I was in a society like that, I probably wouldn't have access to porn and like I wouldn't like my dysfunction is probably at least somewhat related to that. It might be. Yeah, I don't know. I, I would be actually genuinely interested to like- The counterfactual here is just hard to know. Yeah, I would love- Yeah, it would be interesting like uh, uh, to do like an, a, a survey of a, of a listenership or or I've tried to ask these kinds of questions like on Reddit before and there's a topic up later. We should get to topics, but there's a, top, there's a topic about, um, isn't there, that we have today about- women having tons of orgasms. Yeah. Uh, and I've tried actually to, to, to ask questions on Reddit about that one too. And, and what happens is people don't want to respond. It's interestingly, I've found people don't want to respond to these kinds of questions. They want to respond to stuff that's more like soap, op- soap opera, soap opera, like, you know, sort of like more fun than just like, yeah. Hey, you know, what, what, how do you feel about uh, repeated sex with the same partner? Anyway. So, Let's well let's just do that one anyway because 
well, look, I want, I really want to get to the, to the vibrating, whatever it is, the, the butt plug, the vibrating butt plug, but let's do this. Oh, uh, let's, sure. let's do this girl, uh, with the parking lot orgasms first. So, all right, I'm just going to read it. Sitting and talking in a parking lot turned into several, uh, capital, several orgasms for me, a uh, 35 year old female. My new guy friend asked me to go for a ride, and I, I don't think she's speaking in euphemism there. We ran a couple of errands, and at our last stop, once we got back to the car, we started talking, and then he just grabbed me and started kissing me. First, it was just a couple of pecks on my lips, but then he slid his tongue up and down my neck, sucking and lightly biting my geez, my neck, ear, and lips. <laughs> this is the uh, Keith Reed's uh, smut section. Uh, then his hand glided over my breasts and to my dripping vagina. <laughs> I was reluctant, but he reminded me that one, the window were tinted and we were parked quite a bit away from the other cars i gave it and when he touched me and felt how wet i was he begged me to jack him off while he played oh, with me God, jesus all right now, now all right now here that was that this was like this, to get let me to say a couple things here. about this is like 50 shades of keith <laughs> and the way i know i'm not gay is that my penis actually just shrank <laughs> while listening to that i was like this is not what i want yeah, at all yeah I, I feel uncomfortable reading this to you but could you, okay, like, could you instead of like siri read this and like just hold your phone up to the <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna get to the nut here it's, it's gonna right. be good uh he rubbed my clit and fingered me until I exploded over and over and over again. So importantly, over, that's one, and over, two, and over again, um, which which could imply like up to four, un- unclear. I mean, my entire body was trembling, trembling after each orgasm. I honestly don't know if his hand action was exceptionally good or if I was so excited at the thought of getting caught or being watched. Has anyone else had the car play experience as an adult? Oh, I forgot to mention the fact that we have never had intercourse or oral. So there's a couple interesting things about this, but the main thing, and the reason why I brought this one up is this is a, this is a woman reporting having, let's say three plus orgasms in a like fairly limited sexual encounter. Um, and do you have any opinions on that? Yeah. Well, so I've, I wanted to, well, why, what, what's your opinion on it? Well, uh, I'm skeptical that there is uh, – listen, so an orgasm uh, implies, at least to me, and I think in men uh, actually definitionally means that there is some sort of hormonal or chemical release in the brain uh, in addition to a uh, physical response in the genitalia. Um, I think some men can report having orgasms without actually ejaculating. But generally, you know, like, let's call this like the 99% orgasm, like involves the two things I just mentioned. Um, So when a woman has an orgasm and yeah, so I would, I would expect there to be some sort of analog in in a woman's body where there's like a hormonal release in the brain and then some sort of like physical something that happens in the genitalia. And for that to happen, like a bunch of times, like, it seems more likely to me that she uh, has something that's more like a, a pre-orgasm, uh, or, or you know, gets really close to orgasming with before like the actual like uh, main event. But uh, yeah, I've been talking for a while here. It's your turn. Yeah, no, I mean, look. Uh, let me say this first off: is that this is something I would love to do a bunch of research into. I don't, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure that's going to happen. Hold but, on, before uh, you before you go on, are you aware that Timothy Ferris in the Four Hour Body has two chapters dedicated to like he basically guarantees you can give a woman a clitoral orgasm, um, and he, yeah, he, he he like approached it as as a researchist, and he like he's like I think he says he like tried it on platonic friends. Yeah, yeah, I've I've that was not the part of the of the book that I was most interested in, but um, yes, I'm aware of what he says, and it's pretty it's pretty standard standard issue advice, right? I mean, he's just telling you basically what to do. Yeah. Um, but it's pretty clinical. Like, it, you know, well, whatever, we don't have to get into it. Look, the point is like, it's, yeah, somebody, some people have like sort of convinced women that they should be allowed to do orga- uh, orgasm research into them. Oh, well, yeah, that's a clever, a very clever move. He's also a, a pretty attractive man, right? So And successful, yeah. Yeah, so there you go. But uh, yeah, I mean, look, my general skepticism on this comes from similar to what you said, that like, I don't, think uh I don't think there's like an endless reservoir of whatever hormone makes you have that feeling or whatever chemical uh, makes you have that feeling uh, and so that makes me makes me think okay this is much more of like a mental event like somebody hyperventilating or somebody just sort of like deciding 
that this thing has happened when like it's not physically necessarily possible that that thing happened. But I don't know that it's like a real well-researched thing. Three, by the way, is not does not like raise the red flags the way like you will find people who claim women who claim that they've had like 20. Right. And that's where I'm like, well, how like what are you sure? And and like and like the thing I really think is I think they're having zero. Well, maybe they're having N minus they're having one. So, you know, the, the first ni- 19 quote unquote orgasms were like sort of like uh yeah, like a build up or you know, I, maybe it does it doesn't have to be the last one, I guess. It could but yeah, there, there was another thing. I don't remember exactly the source for this, but I read something. There was somebody who's, who tried to research into this. It was like they they had a device that would actually check for the muscular contractions or whatever. And and oh, that, right, this is what it was. You can you can Google this. There was a, and I'm sure again, this is us mansplaining. This gets back to the thing of like, well, we we are women. We don't fully understand what it's like to be a woman, so on and so forth. Right. And that's but, true. But let us let us just let let us express our skepticism about the female orgasm. Right, but no, no, no. I'm not saying skepticism about that. But like, I'll say this: these guys did a. Re, uh, they came up with a protocol, and I think I think actually the way they would make sure you had one is they'd stick something up your butt. <laughs> okay. Uh, because then it can it could it gets it squeezes like in a rhythmic way that like a computer can say yes this this is right and it's yeah, difficult. Some some people might have orgasm without actually actual contractions. Like I'm not sure if that would be dispositive. Sure, you could you could say that. Uh, although I think that there's things. Okay, I think there's some biology and science behind this, but whatever. Okay. Um, I mean, men basically don't like you said 99 like men. So you'd say, well, why would women have a totally different uh, response? This seems a little suspect, but okay. Anyway. My what I remember reading it was that they they did this, and what they found was that I think, and I think it was unexpected, was that like a substantial percentage of the time, double digits, I think significant double digits percentage of the time, when a woman would report having an orgasm, their computer would say they didn't. Huh. So, whereas if it was a man, that would not happen. I mean, what's the difference if they think they have versus? Well, a really frequent flyer topic on the sex subreddit is women who are like, I think I did. I'm not sure. Yeah. And then there's and there's actually a standard uh, uh, set of moves here. Uh, there's, a, there's a standard conversation that happens. The woman says, I'm not sure. Then somebody comes in and says, you would know it if it happened. And right. then somebody comes in and says, no, you don't know. Sometimes women have them and they're not sure. Which So then there's that too. Like, the, you know, they, they muddy the water there. Um, and, and not being a woman, I'm not actually sure of the answer to that. I, I tend obviously to come down on the side of you would know it if it happened. Yeah. I mean, I mean, obviously I don't know if I've ever had an orgasm and not known it except for like maybe a wet dream, but even then I normally wake up. Let me ask you this, Keith, how many times in your life have you faked an orgasm? It's non-zero. So give like, give, give us, so I, I, mean, I, can probably, I can probably count on two hands. Two hands. Yeah. <laughs> so give me like a so give me like sort of the average situation when that happens. Uh well I mean, okay, for starters, it's <laughs> man, okay. All right. Um so for starters, it, it's very hard to fake an orgasm when you are not wearing a condom. Um just because uh the, the woman would be confused why there is no discharge. I bet. Um, so no, I don't think that's true. I think you could convince her that like her body absorbed it or something. You could. Like, no, no, you could. No. It's not impossible, but uh, it's it's. Trickier. I think. You're, I think the problem there would be that you're 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 kicking the can down the road, right? Like you're gonna you're gonna do this thing, and she's gonna be confused later, and then you have to deal with it. You can't. There's no there's no clear out, right? And so you're you're taking a risk. But but okay. So let's hear the situation. Yeah, I mean, the situation is you've been in a sexual encounter. You feel as though she's been satisfied, uh, or you know, and maybe you don't feel like you yourself are going to get satisfied. And instead of like having a you know adult conversation about that and being like, yeah, you know, I'm I'm good. Uh, it's easier, you know, it could be easier to just fake. Look, it's the same reason women fake. They're like, all right, I'm over this. I don't think that's exactly well. Okay, so there's an interesting point there, though, which or is, maybe or maybe this is like you know it's not the first sexual encounter of the day, and you know you're a little tired or whatever. Um, I think and, that's that's the more th- that's that's the experience that I've had before, where you're just like this isn't going to happen, and you don't want to like you don't want to like uh, have the conversation. But 
you you also have had the conversation, right? You also have just been like, I'm 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 this I'm finished. Yes, and it's how that go? It, I mean, it's it's it hurts the girl's feelings. What's that all about? You think? I think it's. I mean, for starters, when I am in a sexual encounter and the girl does not orgasm or fake an orgasm to the point where I believe it, uh, yeah, I mean, it's it, you know, it hurts your feelings a little bit. You feel like you're not, uh, you know, satisfying them in the way that that they're easily able to satisfy you, and so yeah, it just sort of a bummer. So you think it's the same? I mean, but I think it's a little bit different in that, like, oh, what? Right. So for women, I mean, like for me, you know, look, <laughs> I'm pretty great in bed. Uh, let's just get that out of the way. Um, but you do know, you, occasionally, you, uh, let me ask you this: when you're having sex with a girl, mm-hmm. do you when when like when you turn her over, do you have to take the paper towels off of one side and put them on the other? <laughs> Uh, don't use paper towels during sex. Um, oh, okay. My bad. Most of the time. <laughs> um, uh, so yeah, I mean, obviously it goes without saying that I'm great in bed, but you know, there have been times, uh, whereby uh, the girl I'm with has not had an orgasm. Uh, and, uh, I don't actually remember why, why was I bringing that up? Do no, you remember? The, the question is, the question is, what do you think the, the what, what's, what, oh, right. Right. So don't. for me, that happens some percentage of the time. Call it X. Um, for women, I'm guessing like, you know, 90 whatever percent of the time uh, they're with a man like he orgasms without them even like, you know, breaking a sweat. So uh, the experience where like a man doesn't orgasm when they've been trying to get him to orgasm is probably uh, a little bit uh, alarming. So you think you think that it's it, it might suggest to them that he's not that into you? Yeah, I think it might suggest that, even though that's obviously not what it necessarily means. Oh, it might mean that. It could. It could. It's not a great sign. Like, have you ever been? Have you ever been drunk with a girl, and then during the act, you start sobering up, and you're like, "This is disgusting." Sure. <laughs> so did I mean? Would that play? No, you see what I'm saying. You're just like, I'm not attracted to this person. Would that play a role? Would you be like, I? So, so in that situation, like, she'd be right. Yeah. No, I mean, look, if a guy is not orgasming with you and you've invited him to do so, it's probably uh, not a good sign. It could be any number of things, but none of them are really great. He could be on an antidepressant that makes it hard. He could. Or soft, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. I think I don't think that's right. I think that it makes I think you can get I'd have to check. I think that the the the, the thing I've read is that it'll make it so you, you can't nut. You can't finish. Oh, interesting. So, yeah. so you're, you're, it's not like a flaccidity problem. It's a, there's, there's some other thing that whereby, wait, so why wouldn't people just use that as a way to like have sex for longer? Well, because if you can't nut. Yeah. Well, okay. Th- that's bad. But I mean, if it makes it like a little bit harder to nut, then you can imagine that being great. It might lower the, the again, old- this isn't a problem for me. It might, good for you. It might, it might lower the old OI orgasm intensity. I'm not sure. Yeah. Yeah, or or somehow mess with uh, the experience. That that would be an interesting question to ask. Yeah, because right when you when we when I thought of that and you mentioned it, you re- responded. I immediately thought, well, why wouldn't a porn star use this instead of Viagra or something? Right. But I think right. the issue porn stars have is keeping it up. Um, you know, during the when they're repositioning the camera or whatever, like it gets yeah. kind of boring and you're just standing there. Yeah, well, anyway, and also you know when you have like a nine inch dick, like there's. <laughs> like a blood pressure issue. Um, Let me tell you, it's tough having a nine inch yeah, dick. Right. Right. Yeah. Me too. Um, so, uh, <laughs> so yeah, we've been recording for like half an hour here and we, we, we have to get to this butt vibrator. So I'm all right. Yeah, so, all right. This is a little bit long, but uh, you know, I, I think it's, I'm just going to read for about a minute here. And I, and I just, I, I want your opinion on like what's going on with the guy and is this like some sort of like secret trick to giving girl or girls orgasm? So this will okay, be a right. great one too. Cause I haven't read this one. I, I'm, okay. I'm, I've kept this one a secret for, for the show. Yeah. So go for it. So, so yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's going to read a little bit weird because it's a follow-up to another post, but I think it'll be okay. All right. Uh, update on my boyfriend's vibrating, butt. Hey guys, mystery semi solved. I think I also think I've discovered I have a kink for secret butt vibrators. Summary of previous post. Boyfriend's butt started vibrating every night and he denied it being a butt plug, said he didn't feel vibrations. I posted trying to figure out what it could be. 
I think he saw the post I made. I deleted it to try to prevent that, but too late, I guess, because that night there was no vibrating while we were on the couch. That made me lean more toward it definitely being a vibrator. <laughs> this, this reminds me of that guy. This reminds me of that. Uh, it's already cut in, but this reminds me of that yeah. judge. Do you know what I'm talking about? There was a judge in like, I don't know where. And uh, <laughs> there was some, they were doing testimony or something. And he he was, he, I guess he'd had a practice of a, uh, of, of using sort of like a, some sort of vibrating fleshlight on himself or something while judging. Oh boy. And, and somehow like it, 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 it uh, something happened and like everybody started hearing it. You'd have to look it up. <laughs> he's like, I don't hear that. anything. Yeah. He's like, he's like, you're all out of order. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. Dismissed. Go away. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, this, I mean, yeah, this just goes on and gets more pre- preposterous. So that made me lean more toward it definitely being a vibrator, but I was still willing to give him the benefit of the doubt and was thinking about various ways I could approach him about it possibly being medical. I was thinking I'd give it a day or two and then bring it up. Then we went to bed. The vibrations were back. We were fooling around. It was an off night since we'd had sex the day before, so I wasn't expecting anything from him. But it'll help me out whenever I want, so I asked. He started touching me, and I had to do a triple take because the way he was touching me was just so radically different from any way he's ever touched me. It startled me so so much, I actually had a moment where I was like, who taught you that? Then I felt what he was doing. The rhythm, speed, pressure, and way he was changing patterns, I slowly realized he was totally masturbating me in sync with his vibrating butt. Oh my God, guys, my body lit up like a Christmas tree. I could feel the slight vibrations from his body. Man, here we go again. Slight vibrations from his body and through the sheets and his fingers were moving with the same pulses. I could actually recognize some of the patterns from my own vibrator. Do vibrators have like, well, whatever, Uh, like a a car alarm thing. It goes through like different cycles. Definitely. "Eh, eh, eh." Okay. Uh, It was just like a massage chair. It was just the hottest thing. I had the best orgasm of my life. And then he fucked me, which I was not expecting. It was amazing. He still is denying there's something in his butt, but come on. How could he touch me in sync with vibrations he can't feel? So I'm assuming it's it's some sort of egg or bullet, as some of you mentioned in the other thread. Going to drop the topic for now, since it seems to be a source of stress for him. And going forward, I'll just keep trying to be butt positive and supportive. I was also thinking maybe I'll get a secret butt vibrator of my own. I can vibrate with him in solidarity. Thanks, Reddit. Uh, what's going on here, Mike? <laughs> uh... <laughs> and this is a new one. That's a good one. I, I don't, I, I can't say. I mean, so what, so the, the situations we're aware of are on a couch mm-hmm. and in a bed. So in other words, it's not like the, it's, it's not like he, uh, there, like there's like, there's a scene in the movie, the 40 year old virgin where like, um, the Michael Scott, no, it's not Michael Scott, the Steve Carell Steve character, Carell, yeah. uh, has a fake, what is it? He has like a fake something or other. And then the, the woman he's trying to seize daughter is like, wait a minute. That means you have that on you all the time. You're carrying that all the time. Like it was like right. a fake ear or something like that. <laughs> right. And which is, you know, obviously kind of weird. Right. Uh, yeah. I mean, if vibrations just suddenly start emanating from your boyfriend, like you, you sort of wonder like when did that he he's wearing it all the time? It means that, it means that he has some sort of like a weird problem or i guess you would call it fetish uh yeah and like and, and then she she did ask him about it but he was cagey or like just acted weird about it or maybe even started an argument i don't I quite i don't quite understand that part like if you feel like high uh frequency vibrations emanating from your boyfriend like it's not like he could be like yeah i just don't <laughs> it doesn't seem like an easy thing to deny i mean this also i would put this in the general i'll tell you i put this in the general category of like I think that one of the hard things about being a woman generally would be, and I'd be interested in women's feedback on this, would generally be just like the fact that like, you know, that each man, maybe they don't know this, but they sh- at some point in their life, they realize that each man, they like new man, they go on a date with or whatever, has some really weird shit going on in their head about this stuff. And so it's like, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, so with women, yeah, you I, have to like unpack their weirdness every, every time you come to a new partner. Right. I mean, I've done to be fair. Everybody has weirdness in different areas and maybe women have weirdnesses in other areas, but like this thing of like, okay, you're dating a new guy and it's like, then, you, you know, there's some chance he's going to like wear diapers or poop on himself or like, right. Or just some so suddenly start vibrating while you're at dinner. Right. And it's, and it's sort of like, and you have to take that in stride and act like that's normal and like reasonable. Right. Uh, I, I don't know how, I don't know how they tolerate it. Yeah. That. I mean, her last paragraph, I'm going to drop the topic for now since it seems to be such a source of stress for him is like uh, preposterous. Like, 
Yeah. Uh, I mean, then there's a separate thing here, which is that like every, as everyone knows, when you stick something up your butt, you're supposed to have something that has like a base that doesn't go in your butt. So you don't wind up in the emergency room, like trying to explain mm. how you sat on a light bulb or whatever. Right. That like standard thing. And so that's also, it's like, there's like a health. And if I was going to comment on her thread, I might say that like, Hey, uh, there's like a weird health thing here that your boyfriend is jamming these things up his butt. I don't know much about this, but I suspect that you there are things that are designed that can be worn around all day and don't have the risk of becoming a suppository. Like they've they've figured out a way to make hilts that uh, can't be seen when when you're wearing clothing. Uh, yeah, when you're wearing clothing, but she said is that the right word, hilt. Yeah, hilt is a great word, or or scabbard would work too. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> um, but but sure, and and becoming a suppository is a little weird because I mean it is effectively a suppository, but whatever. Well, uh, the, yeah, it's not fully. Yeah, you know, what becoming I'm like a a part of your body. <laughs> Correct. Being becoming lost, but the, the, but sure, but but in this story, I was sort of waiting for her to like reach around back there and feel right, for, right, like just check. Yeah, you'd expect her to do that, and and she, which by the way, makes me wonder if this is true. Or if it's mm-hmm. just some strange like fetish uh, story, or it's like the the uh, maybe it's some new version of the um, jumper cables guy trying to make his name on Reddit. Right. I think just I mean from the from the phrasing, it, I mean it would have to be someone pretending to be sort of a naive person. So I don't know. Yeah, but that's you just described a troll. <laughs> right. 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 I don't. Uh, nobody ever pretends to be a naive person on the internet. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, so, okay. So we, we both agree that this guy obviously has uh, some sort of a vibrator in him. How- whoa, whoa, whoa. What would the other option be? She's imagining it. Oh, what? A, so sure. So maybe that's like, she has a really advanced form of like schizophrenia. It's like, yeah, no, I don't hear voices. <laughs> I sense vibration in other people's vibrations. Like those, like those things in Dune or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't, uh, I'm not sure. I, I don't understand how one, it can't be just like 100% clear whether or not it's a vibrator, but okay. Let, so let's say it is a vibrator and it's in his butt. Like how is he, maybe if he like puts his hand like up against his hip, he's able to like, you know, get some of that ba- battery operated power into his own, into his own, you know, hand being deployed. I, I don't quite understand how he's able to like translate the force uh, in his, in his asshole to his fingers when, uh, you know, finger banging his girl. No, no, he's, he was doing it in time with the feeling. I mean, okay. So I feel like I understand. How is that even possible? Listen, vibrators are pretty high frequency, man. No, no, but, but, but there's the high frequency component, which is the vibration, but then there's the, it, it speeds up and slows down or gets more and less intense. And that's the, that's going to be the, uh, the relevant factor. And I assume okay, we're so both wait, on the wait, same page. So you're proposing, yeah, you're proposing he pulls out his cell phone because there's an app for his vibrator and he presses program two. And he then, you know, cozies up to the girl and, uh, so, you know, moves in sync with the, uh, you know, there's, there's both a high frequency and low frequency component and he moves in, in sync with the low frequency component. That's exactly, I, I don't know about the cell phone, but sure. I mean, like, yeah, it's, it's going to be like, zzz, 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 I mean, like, right. Yeah, I see uh, what you're saying. And, and that was actually, yeah, that sound actually, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, huh. Okay. Yeah, people can actually take that sound uh, from our podcast and hopefully make a vibrator out of it. I, I can make others too. Uh, <laughs> ben, ben. Or lady, lady, if, you, if you're interested in other. Uh, but I mean, I don't, okay. And then the other thing is battery operated vibrators uh, are like infamous for being, you know, for a lot of people not being powerful enough. So I'm a little bit confused about how maybe she couldn't even feel, maybe the vibrations like coming from him weren't a big part of it. It was that he was able to mirror the intensity or he was able to like, basically it's like having like a crib sheet on your wrist. Like he knew what like the right pattern to do was because that's what his vibrator was doing. Well, Okay. I mean, this, yeah, it's getting a little far-fetched here, but I mean, like, I don't think, I think, I think he was just, uh, having fun, uh, matching it. Uh, and, and also I want to be clear that like what, we, what he was doing is he was stimulating his prostate. Right. Of course. Yeah. I mean, okay. Yeah. The benefit he was getting here is, is clear. Although, I mean, if he read this and he found out that like, Hey, uh, girls really like it when, 
uh, I'm mirroring my my vibrator's action with them. No, you know, no, that could be a secondary like benefit. No, no, no. Girls, this don't. one does. No, no. I, uh, she she's she has chosen to overlook a, a frankly insane behavior. No, Mike. She says, "What does she say here?" She says, "Who taught you that?" It startled me so much. Yeah, uh, yeah. You're right. This sentence. She's just, she's just, it's, it's, yeah. it's all she's like, convincing herself. It's cool. Right. I, I, this is my opinion is that like in these types of situations, women have to sort of, it's some type <laughs> of suspension of disbelief. They have to be like, okay, so th- my, this guy wants to spew all over my face and hair, or this guy wants to, uh, whatever, like you come up with any of these sort of bizarre fetishized things that guys want. Mm-hmm. And they're like, but I like him a lot. So it's not that big of a deal. Yeah. So yeah, just to be clear, she does say it was just the hottest thing. I had the best orgasm of my life, dot, dot, dot. It was amazing. Um, but you're right. That doesn't change anything that you just said. Like she's, Yeah. I mean, there's subjectivity too. It's like, I mean, in 10 years, will she still say that? Or or if she had 10 years worth of comparison data, probably not. It's because it happened like two days ago. We're back to the counterfactual. <clears throat> like, had he not done that, maybe she would have enjoyed that as the best ever. Look, I think in the long run, Having a dude whose butt vibrates randomly is not like, I mean, maybe it'll work out. Maybe like when they have kids uh, someday, they'll be like, kids, uh, do you want to hear the story about your your dad and I first met? Uh, I, I met him and then his asshole was vibrating <laughs> and it was just fantastic. I mean, you know, this is not like the, this is not the the love story that I think uh, many women are, are looking or, for. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. I agree. I guess I don't really have anything else to say about this. It's just bizarre. Like I can't imagine why somebody would want to have, I, yeah, I mean, I, I guess I just haven't experimented with my own prostate enough. Well, how much uh, have you? No, nah, we don't need to talk about that. It, it, it rounds to zero. What are you doing in the spreadsheet here? Are you, are you, are you pulling up this, the content for the end of the show or are you pulling up another yeah. topic? I mean, we could do another topic. Do you want to do another topic? I think we should. Okay. Um, Do you want to do the spit roast? Uh, Or how I realized I'm not bi? I think the bi one is going to be more entertaining. Okay. All right. Here we go. Um, Okay. How I realized I'm not bi. I'm a very open-minded person. Probably let my horniness get the best of me. Best of me. But I met up with a guy and he gave me a blowjob. Yeah. <laughs> at first i liked it but a few seconds in and it started to feel kind of bad when i finally orgasmed he asked me to return the favor three seconds in i had to stop and say that it wasn't for me felt bad but he was nice about it immediately went home and removed any guy i had on my dating apps and or snapchat has anyone else had something similar happen with them mike uh no i haven't had that happen to me but i've always wondered uh, how gay guys sort of manage the who gets to nut first thing because it seems like whoever nuts second gets <laughs> gets shafted, right? Um, yeah, you can imagine the the guy putting it like a perfunctory performance, that, you know, wait, just wait. out of obligation. Wait, no, no, hang on, maybe I got that wrong. No, I got it backward. It's whoever get whoever nuts first gets shafted. That's what I right, wanted because, to say. Right, because because yeah, he's nutted and now like. And, and the trough of his like sexual appetite. Yes. He has, he has to give a blowjob to a dude. Right. That's, I mean, well, even, I mean, he's into that. That's fine. But it's, it, it makes it like, it just means that there's always this asymmetry. And I imagine there's some protocol or mechanism used to, to deal with that. Or perhaps if you're gay, you don't have the same feelings about that. But I think generally men are designed for their orgasm to be sort of the end of sex. And so if, I, if you're gay, agree with that, one yeah. guy has to keep going. Um, but mm-hmm. so, so then the, let's see, I do have experience with the fact that, uh, and as I've told you this before, like there is two things. One is there is this thing that, uh, that there is a lot of straight dudes out there that want to give blows. Yeah. Oh, go on. It's just, it's just a thing. I mean, you, you see it, you see that on the sex Reddit all the time. I haven't, shared a link to one with you recently uh, for the show, but th- this is a really standard thing. And then guys will be like, is there something wrong with me? Am I weird or whatever? And it's just, yes. The thing is you might be gay. 
well, people say things like you might be bi or whatever, but I think like sure, 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 sure. I, I think that like, and and I think that the situation often sort of ends in tears. Like the guy, it's it's it, this is a function I think in most cases of of men just having a really high libido and like thinking that yeah, like there's all these different things that are hot, and then but they don't actually want to be involved with another guy in that way. Maybe I mean, look, bisexuality is a thing, and I think uh, it might be a thing that almost needs to get unlocked. Like you have to try it to figure out whether or not, uh, you know, you have that, uh, desire in you. Um, and yeah, maybe some people try it and then they realize they're not into it, which is what this guy is describing. And then, you know, others have a different experience. But well, this guy, the way he did it was just the, the dumbest way you could do it because he, in fact, it makes me wonder if these were two guys who were both like bi curious, like with each other, because here's this guy, he's like, I'm going to try this out. And so what does he do? He nuts first. Mm-hmm. Now, listen, fellas, if you want to try out this buy stuff, make sure you nut second, right? Yes. Yeah. You I don't mean, want to be in like this trough of sexual appetite. Like, yeah. <laughs> like give it the, give it the old. So I, my, I guess I would say to this guy, like, you should probably go try again, but, 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 and actually I don't, did, did he say that the other guy finished? Uh, no, he says three seconds in, I had to stop and say that it wasn't for me. Felt bad, but he was nice about it. My, my bet is that if, so the other guy made a strategic error on some level, but my bet is that if, if he had still been aroused when, if he'd done it the opposite way, he probably would have, you know, been able to go the distance. So Mm. big mistake there. I think it would be more likely to be able to go to the distance. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Why? But it's completely like, so, so when he says in three seconds, he bailed out, like that could completely be just because he was in his refractory period. And he's like, right. Everything's gross. You could imagine, you know, going down on a woman, like, you know, right after you've orgasmed and being like, yeah, you know, I'm not really feeling this. Well, I mean, isn't that how you feel when that happens? It depends. What if your nut is in there? It's not the greatest, Mike. It's not the greatest. How does that go? Now, now this could be a situation. If, <laughs> if, if, this could be a situation where uh, where faking it might work for the guy, huh? Kind of a kind of a corner case for for faking it because you're like, okay, I know I'm going to have to go down there after I finish, but I don't. I really don't want to. Right. So I'll just fake it, and then she'll think I'm this hero who's like willing to to do that. Huh. Yeah. Pretty clever, huh? You can you can like be that guy. But 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 tell me. So I mean, how do you deal with that situation? Uh, normally, there's there's a trip to the restroom first. That's all that's required. Well, yeah. I mean, that's what's happened in the past. What what else wait, do you think they should? You think they should get the shower extension? I know I know where you're going here, but let, oh let, yeah, oh yes, let you me do. Just fill up, let me oh, yes, you did. Let me just filibuster for a me, moment. Check me, motherfucker. <laughs> Let me just uh, wriggle, wriggle a little bit here first. Um, Checkmate. You think they should, uh, you know, they should like fully douche themselves or something um, in order to, so that I can be sure. I think that failing that, that you have tasted your own semen. <laughs> you, look, you're, you're just ignoring my... Uh, no. Listen, I, I've already admitted that I'm sure I've tasted my own semen. It's just yeah. that I don't know what it tastes like because I've never intentionally tasted it oh, yeah, yeah. In, a, in a controlled environment. Oh yeah, you do because there's, because because it would completely change the the. No, you do. You do. Come on now. Are you saying that? So wait, wait. You're saying. Wait, let me ask this. You're saying that there's absolutely no difference in taste in those between those two situations. The situation where you've nutted in there and she goes to the bathroom versus the situation where you have not yet. Not that I've noticed, Your Honor. That's not. You noticed. <laughs> all right, all right. So we're just not we're not getting at the truth here, but uh, yeah, I mean, I think that I think that a lot of guys. Okay, but then there's there's a separate thing. Setting that aside, you're actually a real trooper there because you're in your refractory period and you're doing that. Like, yeah, is, is that kind of a bummer for you? You know, this sort of gets back to like it is nice to be able to deliver pleasure to someone, even if it's completely asymmetric and you're not going to get any back. In many ways, it's like better because yeah, there's like a longer lasting that. This is different than that. This is different than that. That's I totally, I totally agree with that. But after in those like 15 minutes after you nut, right, that's right. the last thing you want to do. What you want to do is you want to go to sleep or <laughs> go somewhere by yourself <laughs> and be like, and be like, 
and you want to, you do not. Not a big cuddler, Mike, huh? Are you? I think I probably am. But do you actually want to do that or is it like a learned behavior? Uh, I think I want to, but I mean, hard to know. I'm not doing it just for the sake of it. Hmm. Well, okay. I, I think both, both behaviors are normal. But I would say that I'm definitely on the other side of that. Like the the emotional feeling I have is like, yeah, it's like I want to, I want to go back to doing whatever I was doing. Before. Right. I mean, you're like that in general about many things. So you know, yeah. but this is this is consistent. Yeah, yeah. And so right, and so that um, <clears throat> the thing we were discussing there, like I don't, I wouldn't be that into that. I mean, it's like, uh, and uh, even it's it's really an issue when we were talking about the douche and so forth. It's really an issue of those 15 minutes. Or however long it is, there's a period of time there when it it's just not such a good thing. After that, yeah, it could be kind of hot. I don't know, but it would be then you're back. It's because you're you're able to suppress your disgust again by being aroused. Sorry, me. That's this is me. That's how I am. It's all it's all disgust, and then disgust repression. Yeah, but it it's not an active repression. Like it's just completely different. That's right. It's like you took some sort of a drug. That makes it so you feel differently about about that, and then, and then uh, you ha- you nut, and the drug instantly <laughs> goes out of your system. It's like what was the analogy I saw on Reddit was, uh, uh, it's like being the incredible, like the Incredible Hulk. Did you see that one? It's like uh, you, so like you know the Bruce Brand- Bruce Banner turns into the Incredible Hulk, and then something, and then at the end he switches back into Bruce Banner. Okay, oh, so when he switches yeah. back, he's sweaty. His clothes are all ripped and he can't remember <laughs> what he did and he's tired. <laughs> and it's exactly like that. You're like, what is wrong with me? Like, who am I? You're, yeah. It's just like, it's, that's my How experience. did I get into this situation? Yeah, totally. Right. Yes. Okay. Well, Mike, I need to go swimming. So I think that's a good place to wrap it up unless you have anything else you would like to add. Where are you swimming? Uh, I am swimming at Aquatic Park in the San Francisco Bay in front of Ghirardelli Square. Disgusting. Now, let me say this. Are you going to swim naked? No, but I am not going to wear a wetsuit today. Let me say, let me tell you one thing that I I haven't told you. Uh, When we were in the south of France, we went to a beach in the south of France. And you always hear, of course, these beaches can be topless. Allowed, it's it's sort of normal. But the thing you hear and you'll read online, what, what is your typical impression of how that works? Well, that the folks who are topless are not the ones you wish were topless. Right. So we went to this one beach and there were a couple of girls that you wished were. And they were. And they it were. Was, and you wished they were. And it was not huh. so not, not that. Not bad. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I went to Barcelona and I, I had a similar experience. Um, yeah. I, it'd be nice if that was the case here. And unfortunately in San Francisco, there are places where, where people are not only topless, but bottomless, but they are all, um, you know, 50 plus year old men. And so you've been that's to the north your, side of Baker Beach, right? Sure. That's not your, that's not your scene. Not my scene. It is, uh, I, there's you know, still I've, time. There's still time. Keith. <laughs> that's right. I'm, I'm still a young man who knows what, what, uh, what things will develop inside of me as I age. Yes. All right, so you're gonna, but you're gonna go swim, uh, swim laps around Aquatic Park in the absolutely revolting and freezing San Francisco Bay, and uh, sounds good. Okay, that's a wrap on episode two. Hopefully, you enjoyed it, and even if you didn't, we'd love some feedback. We can be reached at ymmvpod on Twitter and at ymmvpod at gmail.com. Give us a shout; we would really appreciate it.